as a pastor, one of my responsibilities is to lead people in worship. And that's the reason that we have our worship here at Hosanna set up the way we have it. It's to teach us how to worship at home. It's to teach us how to do worship. The first part of that worship time, we have singing. And this is actually one of the great things about our modern day and age is that there is really stupendous worship music all over the place online. Everything from Gregorian chant to hymns to modern praise music, those things exist. Any genre of worship music that you want exists. So I would recommend taking and making a playlist. You can make that playlist on YouTube. You can make that playlist on Spotify. You know, you can set up a channel on Pandora or on Google Play and take some time, set aside time and engage with that music. And when I say engage with that music, I'm not saying just listen to it. Now, listening is good, but when we're worshiping, worshiping isn't just listening. It's not just receiving, but rather it's, it's putting back out. It's participating with that worship music. And so if you're listening to worship music that you can't sing along with, I would say that maybe you should find some different worship music. And then find some worship music that you can sing along with, that you can participate in, because as you participate, it actually changes you. It changes your interaction with that music, and it changes your interaction with God. And so to take some time, set aside for singing. And then after you're done with that singing, take some time, set aside for prayer. To, to sit down and take requests amongst your family. You know, what should we be praying for? There's all sorts of things to be praying for, and I don't know specifically what you're going to be praying for, but take some time and take requests. And the cool thing about it being a family is that each of you can take some time to pray. I know that my daughter is three, and she'll pray. And so it's never too early. Uh, I also have a son that's like nine months, and so he can't pray yet because he can't speak. And he's kind of a distraction during prayer, but that's okay. You know, We'll, we learn to live with it. But my daughter, my son, my wife and I, we can all pray together. We do pray together. They don't have to be rote prayers, but they can be. If you want to find prayers online, you can find prayers online. You can read them. That's fine. But take some time and pray. Bring these requests to God. And then take time in confession. Take time to confess your sins. If there's any sins that have been weighing on your heart, Take time to confess those. Confess those before your family. You're the father. That's your responsibility to lead your family in spirituality, in the spiritual life. Part of the spiritual life is the confession of our sins. And there's a place for an absolution then. You know, because Jesus promises us through John, in the book of 1 John, 1 John 1, 9, that if we confess our sins, that God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so when we confess our sins corporately, we're doing that, but the nice thing about a small group gathering is you can actually confess specific sins in that realm too. You know, and so if there's a sin that's weighing on your heart while you're doing worship that God brings to mind, take some time to confess those. And you'll teach your children how to confess sin. And there'd be nothing better to confess sin and to receive absolution, to receive forgiveness. And then take some time to confess faith. And that can be scripture reading. That can be through the Nicene Creed or the Apostles' Creed. Uh, the Athanasian Creed, if you'd like. Usually you use creeds for those things, but you can use scripture too. 
you know, to confess the truths that you believe. Because one of the great things about being Christians is that we have these truths that we do believe. And so we take some time to confess those as a family, as a small group, as a small gathering, to remind us what we do believe. What is our foundation? What do we stand upon? Because at times of chaos, we have to have something solid to stand upon. And so I encourage you to take some time to confess your faith. Think about it. What does this mean? And then, you want to lead your family in devotions? Great. Lead your family in devotions. You each want to read a portion of scripture and talk about it? Sure. You know, that would be, that would be stupendous. We do have the opportunity of having sermons online. I know I've got quite a few now. Um, more than any family would want to listen to it in any given day. <laughs> but the cool thing, and this is the thing that really excites me about having sermons online, is that they can be paused. It's pretty hard to pause someone in real life, although people are working on it. Uh, but you can do that. And so if there's something that's said during that sermon, you can pause that and you can discuss that amongst your family. You know, there's no reason not to. You can really engage with that sermon. You can really study that sermon. You can make that sermon a teaching opportunity rather than just a thing that we receive, but rather a thing that we engage in. And so instead of just sitting back and, and watching something on TV, watching something on your computer, listening to something on your phone, listen to it and then pause it and say, children, what did you think of that? Wife, what did you think of that? Husband, what did you think of that? He just said this. What does that mean? Does that make sense? Am I missing something? Engage with it. And this should be done in a set period of time. You know, we should set aside an hour for that. If people are going to be home all the time now, why not set aside an hour for worship? Why not structure it into our day? We should take this as a huge opportunity. Because it is. This isn't just some burden. This is a changing of life. We can do more with this than we currently are. There are blessings in this that we're not seeing. And if that blessing is that we learn how to worship at home and actually take into our own home that stuff that we've been doing in church, I'd say, you know what, then this coronavirus is a blessing. If the Christians bring worship home, does that mean that when we're able to go back out in public like normal and have church like normal that, you know, we'll quit doing that? I hope not. I hope that this will change the way we interact with our families. Take that time, structure it. Fathers, take that time. Wives, take that time. Worship. Organize it. Pastor's not doing it for you right now. They might be doing it live stream, but you might miss that. Otherwise, take that time and organize a worship service in your own home for your family. See what God has to do. See what God will do through that worship service. May God bless you during this time.